everyone. Welcome to the I Made a Thing podcast. Just want to give you a heads up that Rachel and I do get a little bit excited sometimes. So there might be some naughty words in this episode. So if you've got little ones in the car or uh, I don't know, maybe your ears have this weird tendency of like bleeding when swear words come out, maybe turn it down. I think people associate freedom with passion and excitement but maybe they don't associate it with the hard work that is actually associated in getting a business up and ground. You know, for a lot of young um, people, and I'm sure this is, applies to everyone, the pressure to, to have your passion, to be following it, is now being used to as like a guiding force if you're doing good or if you're living you know, a good life. And we kind of, I think, putting too much emphasis on it. Welcome to I Made a Thing podcast with Rachel and Sophia, and we're talking about passion versus purpose. Is there pressure to be purposeful and passionate? Does it impact entrepreneurs? Is it just all a fad? I'm going to say it's all a fad. I'm just going to throw it out there. But yeah, let's dive into that a little bit more. So how would you define purpose? Yeah, purpose for me is that that deep gut feeling that gets me out of bed it's that role or thing in my life that's that's going to hopefully guide me through life and when I'm on my deathbed I'm going to be like yeah I did good I did (laughs) good (laughs) and how is that different to passion then yeah I think for me passion can be really fleeting and you don't need to have passion to be purposeful but then again, in terms of defining passion, I think that's a really difficult thing to do. For me, that's like up there with like trying to define love. Yeah, no, that's hard, isn't it? Yeah. I think for me, passion is just like what I'm into right now. Like I'm totally into my indoor houseplants, as some of you might know. And I've often said this, like everyone loves them. I get so many like DMs about them. I'm talking about them all the time, taking photos of them all about, you know, all the time. But I don't actually want to start like a business and I don't want to like it doesn't light me up and get me up in the morning. And on my deathbed, I don't think I'm going to be smiling to myself about how many indoor plants I have. Maybe, but I don't think so. So that's, yeah, passion is really different to me than purpose. Yeah, okay. So... If someone says to you then, oh, I'm really passionate about, like, passionate about this business idea and they've come to you for advice in your role, in more of your business coaching style work, mm-hmm. how are you going to approach that? I mean, is that going to get you back up a bit? No, I just, I like to say to them, okay, like why, are you pa- like why are you so passionate? Like talk to me about what you do and who you are, etc. And I think passion unfortunately is just a bit of a buzzword like authenticity and that kind of thing so I I think we use it a little bit too much at the moment but yeah you can definitely be passionate about something and start a business um from a place of passion but I don't think you always need to start a business Mm. from passion so I like to unpick that and actually figure out what they mean when they say they're passionate and if they're just saying it like you know as typical lingo or if it is tied into their purpose because I would say that I'm also very passionate about what I do and very purposeful. And it's recently that the two together, I feel 
quite content and like I'm going in the right direction. I've combined what I'm passionate and good at also with my purpose and direction. And I think you can do that. But then, like I said, I think you can totally have them separate. So it doesn't get my back up, but yeah, I do want to unpick it a little bit. Mm. Okay, so we've sort of started to touch on the timing, I guess, of maybe how these things play out in life and careers and business. And we know that it's trendy at the moment to find your passion and potentially pursue that in a business format. But if you're not passionate about something yet, you know, what does that mean? Is that leaving you out of the equation to start your own business or, you know, should you be doing more research or what are your thoughts on if someone wants to start their own business or they're in business but they're not passionate about it necessarily or they don't classify themselves Mm. as being overly passionate about it? I guess I want to tackle this from two points because I think your question is great. So for I coach like a lot of um, young people and um, young females who are getting into business just because that's what, you know, I, one of my focuses and because I teach at university. And so I often have a lot of young women in particular coming to me now being really concerned because they don't know what they're passionate about and they feel really lost without this kind of burning desire, um, which is how they describe it, or some confidence and clarity in what they want to do. And I always have to say to them, you actually get confidence and clarity through doing and you have to master something, I think, before you can find a lot of passion like around it. So I think for a lot of young um, people, and I'm sure this is, applies to everyone, the pressure to to have your passion, to be following it is now being used to as like a guiding force if you're doing good or if you're living, you know, a good life. And we kind of, I think, putting too much emphasis on it because I do know a lot of people who run really successful businesses and they've left their nine to five for whatever reason, starting a family, you know, wanting more flexibility, taking care of a sick like partner or a loved one, etc., and then get into running their own business because it works for them. And they still, in a sense, treat it like a day job. Like they're really good at it, um, but they don't actually – it's not what lights them up. It's not necessarily purposeful. And then they all go and read a book or write books or go on holidays, and that's actually what their purpose and passion is, and they totally – it's got nothing to do with their business. So, yeah, I think that answers your question. Oh, definitely. I mean, as you know, I'm a big – fan of the mastering something leads to purpose rather than just saying okay I really like as you were saying before indoor plants or you know I'm (laughs) really passionate about you know for me I was really into horses for a long time so that means oh well I should go and should I go and uh you know make that my business path but um you know I really think that you can be passionate about something but it happens over time and it takes time to figure out what you're going to be passionate about and what your purpose is going to be. So why do you think we're seeing a rise in this whole passion and purpose-driven business and businesses then? Yeah, I mean, look, I think it, it actually comes from a place, a good place. It's, you know, we're trying to get more people, young people particularly, into business. It's it's great for the economy. We know that. It's great uh, for people to have other options rather than the nine-to-five career and people are really into having control of their life and having this freedom. 
And I think people associate freedom with passion and excitement, but maybe they don't associate it with the hard work that is actually associated in getting a business up and ground, you know, being good enough at something to offer value to customers, whether that be a service or a product. So yeah, I think it's just, it's, it's a really convenient way to sell the dream as well at the moment. I'd love to throw over to you on this one as well. But yeah, for me, it, yeah, it just seems like it's it's the new shiny way of, um, yeah, like being authentic had it was really shiny for a while. Passionate is, passion is really shiny right now. Um, arguably, you know, a lot of people don't get the option to be passionate. It's a, it's a privileged world we live in to be able to say you're passionate about what you do and the work that you do. But also I feel like, the word passion and being passionate about the work you do is often associated with like sexy industries. Whereas like for a long time, people might've been really passionate about, you know, being, I don't know, an emergency doctor or something, but it's not really, that's not really what you associate when you hear the word passion. For me, I probably, what do I think of, you know, like I'm thinking of a lot of kind of trashy industries, but it's probably a lot of like travel bloggers and stuff, you know, spring to mind and no offense to legitimate travel bloggers doing the hard yards there, but I'm sure they can all relate as well to, you know, the overnight supposed overnight success stories. So yeah, but I mean, I'd love to get your two cents on this one. Cause I know this is uh this is something Rachel's passionate about. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm passionate about talking about passion. Yes. <laughs> no, I think, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, well, I basically hate the word. Yeah at the moment and it is to me just selling the dream and I try and as my um, clients now say you know practical inspiration around business and I try not to use the words passionate purpose so much with my business because everyone's talking about it Mm. and I do think it takes away from the hard work and like we've talked about the mastery um, and I often have to really get people to switch their mindsets when we're talking about business. Cause you're right. They do come to me and say, I'm really passionate about this idea. You know, I, this is what I'm really into right now. It feels so good. I feel, you know, I've got direction. And then when we, I start saying, okay, great, let's workshop this. This is all the things I think obviously from, you know, a business marketing communications perspective that you need to do. And I just see their face drop and they're mm-hmm. like, Oh, so I can't just sit here and, talk about this I can't just sit at home and you know make flower um you know stuff crochet I can't just go around the world and write blogs I'm like well you can but you need to do a whole bunch of business stuff too and guess what half of them are their businesses don't succeed their businesses don't continue after a year perhaps that's a good thing perhaps that's not business isn't right for them but um yeah it does make me a little concerned when people come to me with that and I'm sure they do with other um, coaches other service providers and then when you tell them the reality then they're not very impressed and you kind of feel like a bit of a dream killer Mm. like I feel like a really bad person it's something I struggle with personally like how do I both inspire but give really practical and sound advice but gives people the room to make the decision Mm. that's right for them um, and to show up in the world how they feel comfortable and I struggle with this personally because I do have a tendency to be a bit of a dream killer, I think. And that, yeah, that makes me a bit sad. Well, I wouldn't disagree with that, but sure. <laughs> you know, I, th- I think you're a realist because you have done the hard yards. You know how hard it is to start something from scratch and make it a success. And 
it's a risk, you know. So I guess my next question that I think we should explore is what are the warning signals maybe that you're pursuing something that is too far on the passion side and not enough purposeful business-driven you know, how can someone really analyze, okay, am I just really passionate about this and because it's trendy and I think it's great and this is just something that's just popped into my head or how do I actually sit down and analyze this is, as a prospective business idea and something that I could pursue? Sure. Well, I guess that's a really good question and I don't have all the answers, obviously, but I have a few questions that I ask myself mm. um, and my clients. A lot of them are quite basic. So the first one is, do you actually have experience in this do you you know is it a passion project that you've actually been doing for five years say you know crochet example and you know all the different methods and um you know you've taught yourself so you don't have to go through university you don't have to have formal training although I do think some type of formal training helps so yeah do you actually know your stuff are you seen as an expert in at least your group of friends or slightly extended community um as example, again, with my plants, you know, this would be ticking some of the boxes at the moment. Um, then the second one for me was normally around to, you know, do you actually want it to be the focus of your life? So again, like I said, love plants. I don't want to talk about them all day, every day. But on the other hand, with writing, because writing would be ticking these boxes so far for me, um, being communications professional, yes, I do want to talk about writing all day, every day. And even on my worst days, even on the days when my fingers are sore and my eyes you know, are dry and I hate my life and all I've been doing is writing, I would still talk about writing and I would still help someone else with, that, with writing. So I think there's that one. And the third one starts to come around, well, if you've got expertise in it, people know and recognize you for it, you are willing to talk about it, deal with it, experience the good and bad of that topic, um, then do people want to pay you for it or is it a service or a product that's actually needed currently in the market? So that's when it starts to get marketable because, again, it's right trendy at the moment, you know, travel blogging, but in some ways it's starting to die off a little bit in my opinion. It's quite trendy at the moment to have plants, but that might die off as well so then you have to be ready to pivot so yeah those are types of questions that I would be asking so again plants you know nearly there the two but not something I want to talk about where say writing the business I currently run it's all three and I mean they're simple questions Mm. hard to answer though unfortunately for most of us when we're excited about an idea and you know, you do kind of want to almost kill your dreams a tiny bit and test that. And I actually had heard some really good advice on, an, on another pod, pod, podcast and they talked about saying, look, it might actually be in the Location Indie podcast. Uh, yeah, I think it was. But they talked about, you know, if you're still passionate about the idea in 12 months' time, if that passion and burn and desire is still there and, you, you know, and, every, and you've asked yourself those sorts of questions and you've done all the uh, practical strategic stuff, like create the business plan, do all those, you know, boring things and you're prepared to do them for that passionate idea then it's probably a goer so that for me Mm -hmm. is a really good test and I often say that to people how long have you actually been thinking about and investigating this how much research have you done you know if you're prepared to go to the effort to suss out who your competitors are if you're prepared to go to the effort to engage experts if you're prepared to go to the effort to start creating those business plans then maybe it's not just a little fad in your own mind but it's something that could actually be a goer business-wise Yeah, I think that's really good what you just said, particularly around 
you know, if you still want to do it after 12 months, like it's a thing you should definitely explore. Cause that's what I mean. You know, business owners um, are coming to me and, you know, we know them in our community and like a really high percentage, to be honest, I've forgotten the percentage of things. It's like 70 or 80% of businesses fail or close uh, within the first year. And to be honest, I'm not an expert, but I think a lot of this has to do around my second point. It's like, do you actually want to do this thing all day, every day, think about it? And sure, you can take time off, but let's be real. I know in my business, it, everything I do is thinking about business. Like I am my business and my business is me. So if I want to go away for a while, you know, recharge and stuff, that's fine. But I still have to come back and keep talking about communication, saying the same thing over and over, the same advice, helping the same types of people. Um, so it can get a little bit boring. And that's, I think, when it falls down because that passion burns out. And I've talked a lot about this and written a lot about this on my blog about how Passion doesn't fuel a business, in my opinion. Purpose does, but passion doesn't because passion burns out. Um, and I've been burnt out before and I started to hate writing. Like, I'm going to be honest, I really was like sore hands, sore back, dry eyes, like wanting to cry um, into my morning coffee and over the keyboard. And I was like, I hate writing. Why am I doing this? And I started to question. I brought up my own three questions that I ask everyone else. And I started to, to seriously ask myself. And that second one, I was like, do I really want to be doing this anymore? Because I used to love writing. It really did light me up. It was the thing that allowed me to express myself, you know, to share things with different people. It was the value that I really loved about myself that people came to me for. And I was so burnt out and hated it so much that those other two were starting to get a bit fuzzy, yeah? Like, people weren't wanting to maybe come to me as much anymore. I wasn't getting excited about talking about it. I just wanted to stab my eyes with a pencil. So, yeah, I think we also need to talk about um, passion and how passion burns out and just burnout in business as a whole and how finding my purpose and reestablishing what my purpose was and why I want to be in business is what allowed me the last year or so to rethink, reframe, refocus, keep going, where I think if I didn't have that purpose and passion tied together, I would have quit this mm. a long, long time ago. Yeah. So for you then, what? how would you define purpose? I read a really amazing quote in um, a book and it, it's – it literally like slapped me in the face. Like I was sitting there and I just started crying. I was like, oh my God, this is what purpose is. Like I totally had purpose and passion, um, to be honest, like confused and intertwined. So for me, um, purpose is like the guiding force that you sort of feel compelled to, to do this thing, to be this person, to make this change. But I'd always heard about it in a positive light. Like you literally woke up in the morning, you're like, oh my God, my purpose, you know, the mm. sun is shining, the birds are chirping. My purpose doesn't call, um, it doesn't call me like that. Like it's actually, I hate it. Like I don't want to do my purpose. So I read this quote and it basically said, for some people, purpose is this like bright light. For others, purpose calls them because they have to do it, not because they want to do it. So, wow. So for me, I was like, oh my God, I don't want to do uh, my, my purpose. So to, to be clear, my purpose um, is to help people be seen and heard, like young people, like women, myself, basically. So 
yeah, it was really horrible. Like I'm feeling icky talking about it. I was like, oh, I hate my purpose so bad. But that's, that's how I knew that I was supposed to change my business. That's how I stayed on focus and actually changed my life. I'm like, oh, and yeah, it was literally like mind blowing. So I was like, I hate it. And every day I get up and, you know, the sun's shining, the birds are chirping. And I think I could be doing something else, but now I know everything else isn't right. So I just have to keep doing this thing, this thing that calls. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's pretty full on. And I think that will shock quite a few people. It's shocked me, to be honest. You know, why? So hate's a strong word. I mean, I'm quoting my mother. (laughs) You know, you just like that, Sophia. You don't hate it. So can you elaborate a little bit on why? Like, what do you mean when you say you you hate your purpose? Because mine's tied so deeply, which I think purpose is, to who you are. Um, I've actually spoken about this um, briefly on um, the Real Her um, Project sort of podcast. I'm The reason why I say I hate it is because the one thing I want to do is to be seen and heard and to show up, but it's the thing I'm the most afraid of. Okay. So that's why I hate it, which is why I know it's my purpose because I need to do it to sort of be fulfilled and stuff. And it, I don't know how to explain it. I just know it's my calling, but that's why I hate it. And like it literally makes me feel sick thinking about it. So, yeah, like, obviously, my purpose is clearly deep um, and can apply on different levels. But I think, you to- like, your purpose doesn't have to be, like, saving the world or, you know, showing up or some, you know, kind of, like, big dramatic thing like mine. It can literally be, you know, simple, like selling flowers, having dogs, rainbows, unicorns. What do you think? Do you think you can have like purpose without saving the world yeah totally but I think you've got to be careful to actually define what that is for you and you might not be able to do that overnight this comes back to me around goal setting everyone wants to help someone and that's not my own quote so I can't remember who said that but you know everyone wants to help someone but it's not specific enough so you know you really need to say do the hard yards do the work and work out okay exactly who do I want to help and how do I want to help them and how, you know, what does that actually look like in my business, whether that be product, whether that be service, it doesn't matter. Because if you don't spend that time and do that work, you're not going to really discover what your purpose is. You're just going to fluff about, you're not going to make any progress. You're going to probably forget why you are even in this business or why you're even on this path. You know, if your purpose is to sell flowers because you really like them, that's only going to sustain you for so long. And that, to me, is that passion piece right there. That's, that's the passion statement yeah. to me. Whereas if you're, you're selling flowers because your grandma used to always sell flowers and you want to carry on the family business because you love the way it lights up small children's faces and that to you gives you job, you know, that satisfaction every day and that is going to keep you turning up and you're donating 50% of your profits to a local children's hospital because your friend's cousin was unwell. You know, like all this sort of storytelling, all this mm. thought that's gone into this business and the way that this business is structured, that is what is going to help you get out of bed each morning to go to your flower shop when it's cold, when the bills are piling up and you're not sure how you're going to get out of that situation. Please contact me before that happens and I'll help you. But Slow <laughs> <laughs> um, plug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean? Like if you don't have that strong, clearly defined purpose, which really is getting into, I guess, like mission vision statement territory in terms of like, if you want to talk strategic documents, yeah, that for me is essential. Definitely. I love that. And so, you know, I've gone deep on my purpose. 
What's yours? Obviously, I know you're saving the world one <laughs> little process at a time, but no, seriously, like what's your purpose? Okay. So I guess this gets into a bit of my story of like how my business came to be, but to backtrack quickly, I was so sick of seeing women without the skills that they needed to have the time and freedom to have strong, flexible businesses. And for me, a big part of that was that they just were overwhelmed. They had no focus. They didn't have the right systems in place. They didn't have the right right processes in place. And a lot of that came back to a lack of skills in that particular area. So yeah, I saw a gap there. I wanted to help. And for me, knowing that I can hopefully also make a difference in terms of like some of the charities that I want to work with, and then from a personal selfish perspective, it's giving me that freedom that I really desire because I don't believe that we need to work in this old fashioned, like nine to five way to make a difference and to achieve things in life. So they're sort of the main things that are kind of driving me. But under all of that is, is to see small business owners truly succeed in a time frame and in a way that allows them to be creative and do what they love. And I mean, that's, you know, that's how my tagline came about. So I think that's a reasonable explanation, but feel free to poke holes in that one. I hate it. I hate it all. <laughs> no, I think that's oh, obviously I'm a bit biased because I was with you on um, that journey. But like, I think the fact that you were cr- talking about a story and you you gave a whole backstory to you know the little flower shop owner goes to show how purpose is quite deep and detailed and complex and has kind of a ripple effect if you think about you know the rock dropping in the pond and the ripple I do believe in some ways you can actually change lives not maybe the world but change lives through purpose all of that ripple effect you know the women that you help and that I know you've helped would have amazing businesses and you think about those people that they've helped who then have then go out and help someone. It doesn't all have to be business related, obviously, either. So that ripple effect, I think, is purpose. Where passion, I'm going to say, is a slightly more selfish pursuit because I can be passionate about my plants and they're not really helping um, anyone unless they come to my house and breathe in the lovely oxygen that's floating yeah. around there. But that's and, it. And look, just to jump in here, you know, like when I, was, when I first started and I was super passionate, I wasn't very good at what I was doing. Really? No, I don't, I don't think I was. I don't, I don't think I was. I have much more mastered the act of working with small business owners now. You know, I came from working with predominantly large clients and I really had to, you know, everything was flipped basically and I didn't expect that. I, I think I was a bit arrogant to be perfectly frank. And I came into it and I was very passionate. Was I doing as good a job as I could have been? No. And now that maybe it's a bit harder and some of that passion may have faded, Am I a better listener? Yeah, I think I am. Am I working harder to deliver value for my clients? Yeah, I think I am. So perhaps in some ways, passion can kind of cloud you. And actually, it's that master, it's that turning up, it's that mastering those skills, it's putting in the effort, it's that time and experience, it's those days when it sucked balls um, that make you a great business owner and a great business person and are going to help you achieve that purpose, whatever it might be but you've got to put in the hard work. Yeah, I love that. I think my story definitely replicates yours in the sense that I didn't have purpose, business, and I think business and life alignment. I've got all of mine on board the last um, year or so. So when I first started my business, like I just want to be able to eat. 
And then I was like, oh, I want to help clients do X. And I was like, I want to help these clients achieve X and started to get bigger and bigger. And so again, it was through doing and showing up and figuring out who I was and how I want to run my business and what my clients really needed versus what they thought they needed, all of that kind of stuff. It wasn't until then that I started to have clear, clear purpose. And that's, you know, I'm nearly like eight years into this business thing, which is kind of scary that I'm figuring it out now, but I think purpose um, can change as well. And I do believe that my purpose, so being seen and heard and wanting to help others, I do believe that's going to stay pretty much same, same, but I do think how I do that perhaps will change a little bit. I don't know. Do you think that makes sense to you? Like, do you see that your purpose will stay roughly the same, but perhaps how you get there or help people get there will change? How I deliver it totally. I mean, it's a totally different thing, isn't it? And you know, if anyone's interested and in, has read, you know, Simon Semic's Why, you know, that book, he talks a lot about this and that's a great place to start if you're unsure about what your purpose is and what you want to do in life or business. So, yeah, definitely. I mean, having – and we're not saying you shouldn't have these big, vague dreams. They're fine too. But at the end of the day, if you're going to invest your time and effort and resources into starting a business, you want to be sure that it's something you're going to stick with when hard times get tough because they will. Like no matter what, it doesn't matter if you've got gazillions of dollars behind you. There are going to be times where you're not going to know the answer to something. You're going to be scared. And yeah. if you don't have that purpose guiding you, it's going to make making those decisions so much harder. And we all know that you have to be able to make decisions really quickly now in business. It's so competitive. So again, having that purpose and yeah, you're going to have to adjust the way you deliver stuff for sure. Like that's essential, I think. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I wasn't a massively, you know, yes person and I'm definitely better now at saying no, but having a really clear purpose the last year or so has really helped me define that. So I get asked to run certain courses or do certain like workshops. And I know, you know, from practical things such as my rate, how much time it's going to take, the energy it's going to take from me and how much, you know, time out I'm going to need to replenish that energy all of those kind of things, plus does it just align with who I am, what I'm trying to achieve, you know, who my clients are, et cetera, on both those levels. And I've been saying no to so many amazing things and you always get that sort of like FOMO, um, but then the purpose will drive you and then something else amazing will turn up literally the next day or the following week and I see them as kind of, I'm not that woo-woo, but I see them as sort of the world, the universe um, telling me that I'm on the right track and that I am making the right decisions because I feel like that also is a business owner, which I'm sure we'll talk about in later, um, later pods, that's such a hard thing to know what to do and not what to do. Mm. And I think when you're in amongst the passion, it's quite like, fiery energetic and you can say yes to everything you get it's exciting so excitable it is like love i'm like oh my god i want more i want more i'm addicted and then purpose i think it's more considered um you know you take a step back i see it as like more of a sort of cooler um, calmer decision making process and I, um, you know, I, I don't have my purpose, you know, everywhere and I don't have a checklist, um, that kind of thing. But in my head, I just know now distinctly like gut feels, even when someone will quickly say something fleeting over a coffee or in a meeting, I just know straight away, I'm like, yes, that's for me. No, I don't want to be involved with that for any reason. I think that, um, is important too for a business owner. Yeah. So I guess from a practical perspective, someone listening to this podcast is going to be like, well, that's great, ladies, but uh, what now? 
And if, if you're still, I guess, doing a traditional nine to five job and you're considering going down a business path, we've already, you know, if you will put a heap of links in the show notes for further reading, some of the stuff that we've looked at to create this podcast, but something I want to touch on just quickly, because this often comes up is, you know, should you keep your day job and your passion separate? And how does that then intertwine with this idea of purpose and what we've just discussed? I think that's a, that's a good place to finish actually. Oh, it's so hard. Yeah. And I really do think it depends on the individual. I know it's not what you want to hear. My gut feels is yes, at the very start. Oh my God, when you're starting a business, yes, keep them separate. So many business owners um, come to me and yeah, they they have a purpose and they have some passion, but they're pretty much the passion's about to burn out, which is when they get to me. And they're in such a bad place financially, mentally, um, you know, physically, emotionally. And they will always say to me, should I go back and get like a day job? And I'm like, yes. If the day job then frees you up to re, you know, establish your purpose, to redefine it, to give you new direction, to let you like heal and replenish, then hell yeah. There's nothing wrong with having a day job, especially when you're in the first few years of starting your business even if you've got all your purpose and passion aligned and perhaps for some of us who have got to that stage and the passion's burnt out and then they've realized that actually it was a passion project, not a purpose one to not feel shame or like they've done the wrong thing um, to be able to actually say to themselves and those around them, you know what? I did this thing. I learned from it. Not quite right. Or it was just meant to be a year or two years and just love it for what it is. And again, go back and get a day job. There's nothing wrong with having a day job or going back to one. I'm really passionate about talking about that because so many business owners um, feel shame and upset when they do that. Yeah. And we were talking actually this week about how, you know, if you're in a, in a job and you've got the option to go part-time and start something on the side, that's a really good way to test whether it is just passion fueling this or whether you do have a deeper burning purpose in this area that you want to investigate as, you know, a side hustle or whatever you want to call a business. So, okay. I think it would be great to share just quickly kind of our key takeaways from today's podcast Rach, what was, what was your, what sort of resonated the most with you from our chat today? Well, I just want everyone to take away, you know, that life-changing moment for me that your purpose can call you and it doesn't have to make you necessarily feel good inside. You, it can still be a driving force, but push you to be a better person, to live a better life, um, to do greater things. And it can come from a place of discomfort. Maybe not hate, like I said. Discomfort would be um, a word your mum would probably appreciate a little <laughs> bit more. Um, but yeah, that's the biggest takeaway for me. That I and also that I want other people to take away from this podcast. Awesome. For me, it's I can't help myself. I love being practical. So it really is. You know, if you're prepared to put in the work and do the business boring stuff on the side of that passion, feel passionate feeling and that to me is an excellent sign that this is a goal business-wise. This is going to really give you that lifelong feeling of satisfaction. It's also going to deliver you excitement, but there's going to be some ups and downs too that you're going to be prepared to ride. And uh, yeah, go for it, guys. Uh, Any questions, of course, get in contact with us. We'd love to hear from you. Any ideas for future podcasts? And uh, thanks for listening. (laughs) 